0: Way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! You don't like that! You don't like NBA basketball! 360! Bow oh, hit him with the sauce! Got it! And one! Fire's a
1: episode of All Nat, brought to you by OTS. I'm your host, Natalie, but most people call me Nat. And today I'm excited because I have Nathaniel, who um, many of you may know from the timeline as NJ, joining me to discuss uh, the Warriors' upcoming game with the Celtics. Uh, I feel like you're one of the Twitter followers, like that's on NBA Twitter, where like everybody follows you, like from each fan base. Like you, you, like... You know, sometimes there's like rivalries and divisions and you know, like there's just but I feel like you're like you like I feel like everyone in every fan base follows you or interacts with you. So, that's probably a testament to you and how cool you are because I know that's not the case for me.
0: <laughs> you know, pre- pretty much man. like I get along with most people like every fan base I just love to talk about basketball so I, I'm I'm sure pretty much everybody.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what I observe. That's that's very dope. So very good guest for me to have on today. Cause you know, you're, you're a Celtics fan, but you're, I guess, pretty neutral. I don't know if neutral is the right word, but you definitely like, you, you don't annoy me, you know, sometimes not that it matters if you annoy me, but I don't think you annoy many others just by the sheer fact that I see, you know, you, um, are with everyone. So as I don't always wear warriors, you know, stuff on here. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But today I had to, it was a special night last night. And I was at the game. I was in attendance to watch Stephen Curry um break, you know, the the three-point record. Uh, and it was amazing. It was um, uh, I don't know, it was like an out-of-body experience, you know. Um, and I've gone to a lot of NBA games and uh, this was special, you know, and um, like I woke up this morning still thinking about it. And, you know, a lot of people from Dub's Twitter have been like asking me about it and wanted me to do a whole pod episode dedicated to it, which I won't. But I mean, I want to touch on it briefly. So did you watch the game last night? Because I felt like everyone watched the
0: game last night. I saw the majority of the game. I was kind of going back and forth between that game and the uh, the Raptors Nets game as well. But I definitely, especially like the first quarter, I knew Steph was gonna break the record after like the first quarter. So yeah, I, I watched the majority of the game.
1: You watched watch? It. And I mean, I don't know because like you're a Celtics fan, but like you're an NBA fan too, I suppose. And so like mm-hmm. what you know, I've just been talking to Warriors fans all day and finding out like what it was like for them. Um, but what was it like? For you watching as like someone who's just like appreciative of the nba like did you have any feelings around it?
0: man just as a ball fan like steph has been one of my favorite guys from from the get-go like uh when he dropped i can't remember how much many points it was, it was like 50 something on new york back in like 2013 that's what basically put him on the map Right. And everyone saw how good he was. So just to see him do that last night, you know, it was just, it was just amazing. Like I was literally screaming after he hit that second three, I just posted to my Instagram. Yeah. I I snapped. It it was amazing.
1: (laughs) That is so dope to hear. Cause I always think I'm crazy sometimes when you get excited in your home and I know we all do it for our teams, but that's dope to hear like that. You were screaming. Mm. That makes me so happy. (laughs) that's dope love love i appreciate that i mean obviously we were screaming in the the building right i um put up the video because i actually got to the game first of all i'm i don't get i don't get to many places on time and that includes nba games that i pay for i'm definitely one of those people that rolls up like i'm here second quarter let's go but i was like that is, i knew i was not going to do that for that game so i was adamant about getting there on time and we walked in, like, it was 7.31, and I was saying to um, my girl, Jay, I'm like, oh, yeah, finally. First time I think I've ever been at an NBA game on time. I can't believe, you know, I'm here on time. And then right then, I look at the screen, and I see the game already started. I was like, what? Like, when do games, they <laughs> never start right on time, like, ever. And especially, like, a national TV game, they never start right on time. And so like, we're walking to the seats and then like, I see like stuff about to pull up and I'm like, oh shit. And so like, I stopped to watch on the screen cause I'm like, I don't wanna be walking and miss something. And then he hits the first one that ties the record. I'm like, ah! now we start running, we're <laughs> running to like our seats cause we wanna get there. Um, and we got in, actually first we went to the wrong section. And well, cause like, I was like in section 210, I believe is where I was sitting. And so I think I was one section wrong, like over. So we went up in there and the guy's like wrong section. And then like something was happening. And so we stopped and we're looking. He's like, you guys can't stand here. I'm like, man, F you. Like, I'm not like missing, you know, this, but nothing happens. Then we went out and ran, ran again to get to our section I was so happy I made it. The moment I got into my seat, I just kept the phone on record cuz I was like, you don't like it's going to happen so quick and I don't want to have to be like fumbling, you know, with my mm-hmm. camera. So I was able to capture the moment, everything. I was like, "Oh my god, this is it." This is it. it was like goes in and like the whole arena erupted. Like everyone around me they stood up. It was just like the whole arena erupted. Mm-hmm. It was so incredible and, you know, I will not tell a lie, definitely cry, definitely shed some tears. Um, You know, it's like, it was just amazing. I'm sure that's the way Kobe fans felt like for his last game. You know, I think obviously when you're a fan of the NBA, you like all things, but I think like when it's your guy, your fave, your player, you know, it's also like, oh man, because so many people were like, nah, I'm so happy for you, like, you know, wishing me congrats, like, that I got to experience that. So it definitely was a moment for me. It's one of the best experiences I've ever had. Um, and then I met Sonia (laughs) okay. randomly. She was walking out of MSG the same time as us and we got a picture and I'm like,
0: ah, so it
1: was, it was a crazy (laughs) night. Yo, It it was, it was amazing. Um, definitely one of my favorite things I'm going to always have with me. So anyway, there you go. Doves, Twitter, because a lot of y'all are asking me to recap, tell you what happened. So there's a recorded version. It was everything you could have imagined and more. It was everything like it looked like on TV, plus more. I don't even think, honestly, um, NJ, that I watched the rest of the game. I mean, I was there, but I can't really tell you what happens. Like- (laughs) After that, I'm I'm not even exaggerating. Like, you know, I really like I I don't have a recollection of that game. I know it was low scoring. I know they were struggling to score because, you know, it like it's a back to back. They they traveled the same day because they have plane issues. Yeah. So there was just like so much going on. Um, but I really I'm like, oh great, we won, thankfully. But I, I like I have no sense of what happened in that game. So that's that's how. Mm-hmm euphoric and crazy it was and you know what like i don't know like everyone's just like of course like it's obviously poetic with it happening at emma street but i think it also would have been dope if it went down in um td garden it didn't but there was like it was looking like it could have because they he wasn't gonna play in indiana and I, I believe the only reason they did end up playing in Indiana is because they lost that game to the Sixers last Saturday. Um, and so it made it, like, I don't think that they wanted to, I don't think they wanted to get into, like, a real big deficit with the Suns right there, because I think that they want to um, have the best record in the NBA, or at least in the in the West. And so, like, if you would have, like, you know, went in there and not played your guys, I don't think they were coming out with a win versus Indiana. They're not like Detroit. So, um, you know, because I was like, wow, because I don't know, like, if he didn't go to Indiana, it would have been seven for MSG. And I wasn't sure if he would hit that. So I was just like, Mm -hmm. yo, could you imagine him doing it in, like, Ray Allen's, like, you know, I don't don't know if I consider, do you consider that, like, Ray Allen's home since he's been to three different teams? Like, how do you, how do you, what's his legacy, like, for Boston?
0: Re Allen, I mean, it if took he a, while and a lot for went to the heat, yeah. which I
1: did not appreciate. So
0: I'm with
1: you. I y'all think it took a one. lot of
0: us, it took a lot of us like a while to forgive him for that. I Have mean, you yeah, because really? he. Me, I'm kind of over it, to be honest. Like, you know, it's been like how many years now? Like eight years, so like, I'm kind of over it. But there are still some Celtic fans. I know they're still salty about it. But at the end of the day, he was part of the reason that we won a championship. So, you know, you, you got to give it up for him for, for what he did for us. But if you look at his legacy, I think, honestly, it's really, well, He he's basically it's like kind of a four-part career because, you know, he started off with Milwaukee. That's when he was a great player. He was more than a three-point shooter there. Went to Seattle, great scorer there. Boston you know three-point specialist Miami everybody remembers him for the shot that he hit so it's like when you think of his career I think it's more so you think of Boston and Miami just because he won the championships there but he was great everywhere he played so. Hmm
1: wow i would have loved to have done it in boston there but oh wow i was fine because i'm going to that game too <laughs> so i would have seen it either way but um do you think if it would have happened in boston that like they would have appreciated there the same way like msg because you know knicks fans have this 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 uh gut-wrenching love with Steph because they were going to pick him you know the Warriors drafted right before them and they were able to grab him they had their eye on him the whole time in that draft so they always it's just pain for them with Steph Curry Mm -hmm. but they also like still show him love so I don't know do you think like Celtics fans would have been the same you know would have received the moment the same way
0: I think so definitely. I think no matter what wherever Steph played, whatever if he was in like a, in a way arena, everybody would have appreciated like there's not many people around the league that don't respect Steph. So no matter where he broke the record, he would have still got that same appreciation. I think so.
1: Yeah. Well, it did happen. It's finally behind us. So I'm excited and I got to witness it. But we have we have Celtics up next. I'm glad my guys finally get two nights of rest. Yeah. <laughs> because they they need it but i'm definitely looking forward to that game you guys just came off a pretty big win versus the bucks right mm-hmm. um yeah. tatum went for what 44 in that game i
0: think it was 42 around that 42. Sure, yeah think 42, over yeah.
1: 40 though right um mm-hmm. so that was big and he's been a little up and down this season so um you know we'll, we'll get into all of that but um I am looking forward to the game. Uh, you're in. You live in in Canada, right? Do you live in yeah. Toronto? Do you actually live? I'm there?
0: like I'm like outside. I'm like in the outskirts of Toronto, probably like an hour away. Like, but I'm close to Toronto.
1: Okay, and so I, I only asked that because for one, you're a Celtics fan in Canada. So how did how did that come about? How did that come to be?
0: So pretty much, I always tell people. I became really a fan. Like, I grew up a Raptors fan. If you're from Canada, you have to support the Raptors. And it was about, like, uh, when we first got the big three with KG, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, the reason why I love that so much is that you had three Hall of Famers that couldn't win a championship on their own. They came together to win a championship. And just from that point in time when they won a championship, I was hooked. Just like, you know, yeah, the KG Pierce era, and then just seeing all the different eras we've had, Isaiah Thomas era, the Tatum era. I've just been a fan for, like, the past 15 years, pretty much.
1: Okay so do you like root for the raptors second and the celtics first or is it just like the celtics are your team
0: it's celtics first like i support the raptors they're not really like my team per se but like i still support them at the end of the day i want to see them do well when they won the championship against your team uh, a couple years ago like i was super excited because you know it wasn't just for the raptors it was for all of canada so that was that was an amazing thing
1: okay so you I don't know if you saw the little the notice that went out like for the Toronto Raptors that they're going to limit the capacity at the arena yeah. there for the next game which is interest well it's I understand why they're doing it I'm interested to see how they're going to even approach like who are the 50% of the people that they're going to say no mm-hmm. you can't come right Because they already have mm-hmm. tickets. But, you know, people have, it's been coming up like daily now, is the NBA going to go back to a bubble? Are they like, what are they going to do? So this is kind of like a hot topic. Um, I don't expect, I don't expect anything to happen anytime soon with the U.S. arenas. That's my guess just because the U.S., you've seen how we've handled COVID. So um, I know, I I know, I know that uh, Silver got a lot of respect for the bubble, but Mm -hmm. they haven't, seem to express any desire for the bubble and quite frankly I don't think a lot of the players like the bubble either um Mm -hmm. being away from their families and stuff which is understandable so you know I don't know that anything's going to be happening soon but I mean what are your thoughts on that do you think do you think we should go back to the bubble I mean what do you think the NBA is going to do
0: it's tough to say like i just posted a couple of days ago i don't think they're ever going to do a bubble again because the players are not going to co-sign on that like they're not going to be in a situation where they want to you know be isolated for like three months at a time like we had in the bubble before so i don't think that's ever going to happen again and i'm supposed to go to the rappers where game this saturday so i just pray that my tickets are still good so it's really tough to say what they're going to do like if oh they're going to, uh,
1: man seriously yeah i hope i'm gonna pray for you like for real because that sucks that news must have been like what for you when did you find out
0: i literally just found out like uh about like half an hour ago like i was just checking my my instagram my feed and then i saw that post so i was just hitting up my boy. i'm like yo i hope this doesn't affect anything with our tickets so we just gotta wait and see and did you guys buy your tickets together as a pair basically, I think he bought his tickets, uh, earlier than, he he bought both of our tickets, and, yeah, so he did that, okay, like, about a month ago or so.
1: Yeah, because I'm, like, that would suck if you guys got separated, but you probably had to buy the tickets together at the same time. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I'm, I'm seriously, I'm gonna pray for you, because, like, that sucks, (laughs) I hope, oh, I'm curious, but once they do, well, I mean, I'm sure they'll probably announce how they're gonna choose, but, like, I'd love to know like when, when they like when you find out like whatever they're gonna do, I'm curious, I'll mm-hmm. be curious to know. Um, okay. I definitely hope you get to go. Yeah, I mean, I don't anticipate anything happening. I really don't in the US. I, I think I think they're gonna just go back to increasing the restrictions for players. Cause I mean, to be honest, they're not really concerned about us fans. They haven't like they don't even know like if anything is spreading once fans leave, it's not like it's being reported, but I, I think for the players, they're probably, oh, excuse me, they're probably going to go back to some of those old restrictions. I, I'm guessing <laughs> like masks for everyone. They're probably going to start testing vaccinated players and, um, you know, not allowing the players to kind of like get close again and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, You know, so we'll, we'll see, but it's, it's, uh, I actually think the NBA dropped the ball. Like I never understood why they loosened all the restrictions, like just because you were vaccinated because, you know, we all know like just being vaccinated alone isn't enough. So mm-hmm. I thought it was like an odd thing to do. And then yeah. and now these outbreaks have been crazy. It's like last night, every day I'm just like, wow, wow. Like I'm like another one keeps popping up. I'm like, what? Like I didn't even know the Nets were down to eight. Cause I'm like all trying to get ready for the game. And I'm like, what? Yeah. They only have eight guys. Like this is insane. Yeah. Uh, oh man, I was about to say I don't. Did you watch that game last night, the Raptors and? Um,
0: yeah, I was, I was trying to watch some of it too. I saw like more so some of the fourth quarter and overtime as well. So that was a pretty good game. I mean, yeah, like KD is he's the man. Like you know, he just no Harden basically missing half of their team and then they still won that game. So yeah. I and they that. were
1: leading by a lot, but then the Raptors got back in it, right?
0: I think so. I think there was one point that, um, yeah, the Raptors were up by a certain amount. Then like next one, I'm like a 10-0, uh, run or something like that in the, in the overtime, something like that. But yeah, both teams, they were up at one point.
1: Mm, okay. So to the, to the main event, to Celtics Warriors, cause that's, what's coming up. And I feel like no matter what your personnel is, the Celtics Warriors games are just always good, right? Like, I mean, in the last few years, have we had any bad Celtics-Warriors games? Like, I
0: can't remember. Honestly, like, I'm trying to think of the last one that wasn't great. Like, even when Kyrie was there. That was Steph my favorite one and...
1: when Steph and Kyrie were going back and forth. With yeah. Ah, that was special.
0: hmm
1: But, I mean, even <laughs> last year, like, Tatum, he stepped up. And, I mean, he went toe-to-toe with Steph, and you guys got that W. So, yeah. Um, All these games are really good, so I'm expecting a very good game. Will Jalen be back?
0: Yeah, Jalen, he played the last game. So, like, I think his hamstring, yeah, he's
1: good now. I'm um, I'm, I'm happy about that. How did he look in the last game?
0: He honestly looked pretty good. Like, the first time he came back, we knew he wasn't, like, completely ready to come back. Like, he was still, like, holding his hamstring. But last game, I didn't see, like, any... there was one part that he bumped knees with one of the players but like he was out for like a couple minutes came back in but he looked good last game though
1: so there's so many different things i want to get into with you about the celtics so hopefully we have enough time to cover it i am um a fan of the celtics like i i really I always call them my East Coast team. So, I mean, they're not the Warriors, they're not my team team, but I really do, I do love the Celtics. And like you, I developed a liking for them during that era, the um, big three plus Rondo era. Um, And I really have like kept up with the team because I really like them a lot. So I was actually with you guys like fuck Ray Allen, you know, I did not appreciate (laughs) him leaving. I still don't care for Ray Allen. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's it, you know, I'm curious, like, like, did you, were you against Ainge as much as like some people were and then like, how do you feel Brad Stevens is doing so far as a GM?
0: With Ains, I was always like 50-50 because we have to understand is that after the uh, Pierce and KG left, he rebuilt where we only missed the playoffs once during that time. And then we're able to quickly rebuild. We got Isaiah Thomas. And because of the next trade, we we're able to get Jalen and Tatum. So you can't really hate on him for that. He brought us a championship in 2008. You know, he got us the guys that we have now. The only time I really started criticizing and you guys should and- have
1: won more, I thought. I thought that team yeah, should have won yeah. more. So like people, yeah. I always see people on Twitter get mad. Like these guys talk like they won multiple rings and I get it, but they were that caliber of team, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. like KG doesn't get hurt one of those years. And exactly. um, they they're, they were a really great team. They really were. Mm-hmm. And then it really sucked because like right, right when he was probably about to like do special things, then Ronzo got tore the ACL. So they just, mm-hmm. they had some really crappy injuries at like the worst yep. time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm sorry, I interrupted you, but you were going to say, you were talking about Oh, it's okay. Mm -hmm.
0: I think where I started getting a little uh, mad with him was right after we lost um, Hayward. So Hayward obviously went to Charlotte in free agency. That season, we didn't really do anything to get better. Like, you know, Kyrie left us, Horford left us at the time, Hayward left us. So after that, I mean, the best free agent moves we did that season, we signed like Tristan Thompson and Jeff Teague. So we weren't going anywhere that season. So since that point, you know, we've been trying to get back to, you know, contend to to be a, a good contender again. And just from that point, I, I just I just wasn't really a fan of what he did after that. But everything before getting Tatum, Jalen, et cetera, et cetera, that's what I was a fan. of.
1: I see. So uh, do you like the the coaching hire? Because I know there's been some chatter around that. And um, are you pleased so far with like Brad and and the job he's doing?
0: So, with regards to the coaching, it's so tough to say because I don't want to put, like, you know, too much pressure on a rookie coach. You can't really expect much. I mean, obviously, with you guys, you know, Steve Curry, you guys won a championship in his first year as a coach, but that's not going to happen with every single coach at the end of the day. So, there's been a lot of growing pains with Udoka so far, but, you know, give him at least a couple seasons to see what he's capable of. Um, Yeah, so he's been doing okay so far. Esther, what was your, your second question?
1: um Brad like how do you feel about the job well did you did you like Brad as a coach and did you think it was time for him to move on i know he was kind of over coaching but i mean i know like the kind of the the outside perspective is that he was elevated by the media and like he didn't really deserve that elevation and he didn't really do anything um but i don't know how Celtics fans actually felt about him cuz i liked Brad i thought he was a really good coach and um i thought honestly he did probably the most he could do with that team. Like, I don't, there was never a time that I thought the Celtics had the best team in the East. So like, if there's That's always it. another team better, like what, like, how much further than the Eastern Conference Finals do you guys want him to go? Like in some, in some it's cases true. you guys overachieve. So I don't, I, that that was my, my thought on it. But, you know, mm. I don't know that the fans oh. thought the same way, but I know lots of outsiders saw differently.
0: I would agree completely, like uh, he's basically overachieved with a lot of teams that we had. like you look at the Isaiah Thomas era when Horford forgot, uh, first got there, you know, we had uh, Horford, Crowder, Isaiah, Avery Bradley, where there was no way that we we're going to be a legitimate contender, like, you know, you still had the Cavs there with LeBron, Kyrie, so we weren't going to win a championship. After that, I would say, you know, we made the, the Eastern Conference Finals, I think it was like three times in a five-year span, but really and truly, we were never really considered the best team in the Eastern Conference. The only year was when we, um well, it was Kyrie's last year, where we had an amazing roster where everybody was favoriting us to, to go to the finals, and we just had complete chemistry issues. That's when the Raptors won the championship. That was probably the only year in the Brad Stevens era that we could have actually went to the finals, and we saw what happened that year.
1: Right. Yeah. I, I like Brad. Um, and so I, I don't, I don't have any sense of like his job, ju- what he's doing as a GM. It's probably also too early to evaluate him, but like, were you pleased that they mm-hmm. kept him and he
0: moved up in the org? Yeah. I had no problem with that, to be honest. I mean, you know, like yeah just keeping him within the organization he was a great coach so moving him up I didn't have a problem with that and thus far what he's done he's done honestly he's done pretty solid I mean the fact that you know we got rid of Kemba to get Horford back was a great move one thing I will say is that he did luck into getting shooter because if he didn't get shooter, we wouldn't have really had that much depth so getting shooter was great um you know not paying Fournier was a great move as well because he's been looking terrible for the Knicks but he's done actually a pretty decent job so far that's it
1: Are you guys gonna go after Brad Bill? Is that what he's waiting on?
0: That's what they're saying. Like, um, I think just because of the connection that uh, you know Beal and Tatum have, that that's probably the plan for next year. If you look at free agency for next season, I think the only people that are gonna be free agents, you have Beal, I don't think Levine has signed an extension yet, and I don't think Harden signed an extension yet either. There's no way we're getting Harden. I doubt we're getting Levine. So if we are gonna get a top free agent next year, it's gonna be Beal.
1: And he's been struggling a little bit this year do you think that's just like they started like the wizards were doing playing really well and then now they're mm-hmm. not playing as well but beal specifically has been struggling a little bit so does that concern you at all
0: not really i mean you have great players that sometimes they have years where they have slumps you know tatum started off the season terribly he's been doing well now so i think probably you're going to see in the second half of the season Beal will pick it up and if he comes to the celtics next year you know he'll take the pressure off of him because um, let's say he's time to the free agent you can keep Tatum and Jalen, then Bill's not going to have as much responsibility to be the top scorer on the team, you know, you can spread the points around, so I think you would be fine
1: Now, I mean you probably need both of these things, but I mean, like, do you want them to go after Brad Bill Because that's going to be a big contract and do you think he's the right player to, like, do that for? Because you guys still need a point guard and he's not a point guard
0: Ah, uh, okay so, I think personally, there's two routes that you can really look at. You can either look at getting another top star. And like I said, Beale's probably the only free agent you can be looking at for next year. Or what we really need is just to get some more three point shooting. If you look at the team in general, we don't have a lot of guys that can shoot the three. If you can get someone, you know, a caliber of a Joe Harris type player, I know Duncan Robinson hasn't been doing great this year, but, you know, someone. That can basically come off screens and hit threes that's what we need so if we're not going to look at a three-point shooter like i said the only other all-star caliber player for free agency would be Bill. so if we go either route i'm okay with that
1: so you don't think you guys need a point guard to like work things out between jalen and a tatum because i think you do
0: i mean if we do need a guard like who can you really go after because if you look ben at Simmons? the landscape of the the M- ah uh, i mean You're going to still run into the same situation where smart. By the way, I'm not a fan of
1: Ben. I'm just, I want to see what you think.
0: (laughs) That's tough. I mean, Obviously, Simmons is a much better player than Smart, but you're going to run into the same situation where you're going to have another guard that can't take shots either. He can't make shots. So, to be honest, I'm okay with Smart being the point. As long as he learns to calm down with his shooting, I'm okay with that because his responsibility is to get the ball to Jalen, get the ball to Tatum. So, I'm okay with that. In the meantime, if there was a better point guard available, yeah, for example, Ben Simmons, I'd be okay with that. But in the meantime, I'm cool with Smart being the guard.
1: Yeah, because I mean, you don't really got to worry about Ben because he he doesn't want to take the shots. He wants to give up the ball. But I exactly. I mean, the whole Jalen Tatum debate. It's like a yearly thing. Um, mm-hmm. one, who do you think is the better player?
0: I'll go with Tatum. I think if uh, if I were to say, let's say Tatum is a ten out of ten player, Jalen is probably like a like a nine, somewhere similar to that. Tatum is a better player, but I don't think that there's this humongous gap like some other people think.
1: Okay. Um, but you want to keep both of them, or do you think they need to be broken up?
0: They don't need to be broken up. The whole plan, like when you look at who wins championships in the NBA, you want wing players to win the championships. You know, we've seen with Kevin Durant being the best player, in my opinion, on the Warriors. We've seen with Kawhi win the championship for the Raptors. If you can have capable young wings that can help you win a championship, that's what you need. So it's all about getting a third guy to complement them. If you break them up, you're obviously not going to get somebody as good as Jalen to bring back to the team. So if you can get a third guy to compliment those guys, that would be the best thing to do.
1: Okay. Normally, I let people say their opinions on here, and I never push back because that's what this is about. But on Steph Day, and that's what today is. I cannot let it slide that you called Kevin Durant the best player on the team. So this one time I'm gonna break my rule, but no, I understand like why you think that. And a lot of people did. I think the point is that you definitely need wings and you need good wings to win. Um, I don't know that they need to be your best player, um, but you you definitely need them. But you but they're but there's still a limit to what they're doing as wings, you know, they they're both super talented. And so I think there's validity to the argument that like maybe they're underachieving a little bit together. And I really Mm -hmm. think a point guard would do them justice. Um, And you're right, it may not need to be a Ben Simmons level player, but I think you guys need a point guard. But you're saying that Smart is enough. You think that he's enough to be that guy.
0: Basically, what I'm saying with that is that if there was another option to upgrade from Smart and let's say you uh, move Smart to the bench as the six man or maybe just put him back to the two and you can get an upgrade, I'd be totally fine with that. But as currently constructed, I'm OK with Smart being the uh, the, the starting point. I'm cool with
1: that. So why? So why, why did you say we're not getting James Harden? Because, you know, I had another guest on who is a Sixers fan and like people were just like, you know, things don't go too well in Brooklyn this year. And that's like two Mm -hmm. years in a row. You think there's any chance Harden leaves? I mean, I would think Philly more than Boston just because that was one of the other targets, right, initially. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Maybe he becomes more open-minded. But I mean, if he was on the market again, based on how he's playing this year so far, would you want him to be a target? Like, would you want Brad to go after James Harden if he's like, I'm not going to resign with Brooklyn and I'm going to, you know, see what's out there?
0: To be honest, as long as it didn't like uh, really hinder the rest of our team, like let's say, you know, you sign a heart and then you have to get rid, get rid of a lot of our role players. I don't know if I'd be in favor of doing that, but if you can still keep, you know, most of our core together, like I said, as long as you have a third guy to go along with uh, Tatum and Jalen, I'm totally fine with that. We know Harden, at his best, has been a top-ten caliber player. This year, he hasn't been. But in Houston, to me, he's always been a top-five player in the league. So if he chose Boston for whatever reason, I highly doubt he would choose us. But if we were able to get him, I wouldn't have a problem with that either. Okay.
1: You you know, you're kind of like your takes are like the same way you reflect like- – Everything you're saying is like yeah this is definitely the guy i see on twitter you know like it yes. it matches um your personality. I don't think my twitter persona matches my actual personality. Um okay. it's it's part of the reason it's part of the reason i pod, but i also pod because i enjoy talking about hoops like all the time. I could just like sit down and do it all day. Um mm-hmm. but everything you see you're just like oh well it could be this. You're pretty like fair, reasonable, just very very easygoing refreshing um refreshing from the timeline because you know how it can get on there um for sure so what are you what are you looking forward to in this game between the Warriors and the um the Celtics I'm going to be in the building so I'm super excited about it but I mean what are you expecting to see
0: I think we're probably going to get another game that's just crazy that goes down to the wire. I mean, as a Celtics fan, I wish they could destroy every single team that they play, you know, just beat everybody by 30. But, you know, that's not going to happen. So I think it's going to be another situation. You're probably going to see Warriors at some point be up at like 10, 15. Just like the game last year, Celtics will, uh, you know, make a comeback. And then probably by the fourth quarter, they're going to be battling it out. Not sure who's going to win. You know, of course, I hope it's the Celtics, but it's going to be a back and forth game.
1: Who are they going to put on staff? Marcus Smart?
0: I would say so. I'm trying to think of who typically guards him. I think it's Smart as far as I know. He probably shares some responsibility. Maybe Schroeder and Smart will uh, will guard him. or maybe they'll switch with some bigs on him for a little bit as well. But I think Smart will probably have the uh, main responsibility.
1: Okay, yeah, I don't remember in the past games actually who guarded him, but you know, I was wondering if someone like Jalen, would they ever would put Jalen on him for a little bit. Um, But I'm thinking, no, it's probably going to be smart, but I'm not sure because I don't, I also don't know enough about this coach to know like what he, um, what he's thinking. So Mm -hmm. let's talk. I want to talk a little bit more though about like what's been going on this year with you guys. Like, why do you think? it's been so up and down. Is it just the inconsistency from Tatum and having Jalen out or like, what else are you seeing?
0: I think it's been a variety of factors. Yeah. Number one, Jalen being out is definitely hurt us. I think we're like seven and seven uh, this year without him. So that's definitely been one of the factors. Tatum starting off the season very slow. uh, That really hurt us as well because If Tatum is playing like his normal superstar capable self, then obviously we're going to have much better of a chance to win games. So even at this point, I think he's shooting still like about like 42% from the field, which is not great by his standards. He's shooting around like 33% from three, which is not great either. So that's been one of the factors as well. Another thing is just the lack of shooting in general. Like there's not a lot of guys on our team that can really hit the three-point shot grant williams i mentioned the other day he's actually been very good this year he's shooting uh, about like 45 percent from the three-point line but outside of that you know romeo he can hit the three horford has not been a great three-point shooter this year he's traditionally a great shooter um yeah there's not a lot of shooters on the team it's funny and i, I think ask some it- about
1: horford i know you thought it was a great pickup and even though he's not shooting the three right now are you still feeling like it was good like good to have him back on the team Oh, definitely. Definitely.
0: Even though he's not shooting the the, uh, the 3 ball well, he's been doing everything else great. He's still playing great defense. He can still play make, uh, you know, set up other guys for easy shots. So he's been great. Uh, overall, I would just say, yeah, it's really a combination of the lack of shooting. Missing Jalen has definitely hurt. Tatum, now he's finally found his groove for like the past 10 games or so. He's been fantastic, but those have been the main factors though.
1: Okay. So what do you think is the um, ceiling for this team this year?
0: I would say the maximum would probably be, I'd say maybe a second round. If we get really lucky, maybe the Eastern Conference Finals. The only reason I say that is that I don't think we could beat Brooklyn or Milwaukee in a series when it came down to it. If it comes, if you look at any other East team, I'd say you know we we fare well against maybe a Miami or Chicago uh, potentially, but. When it comes down to milwaukee or brooklyn we couldn't beat them so i'd say the east finals is probably our absolute maximum but if i'm being realistic uh we're probably gonna finish maybe like a fifth or sixth seed we're probably losing like the second round i'd say okay so
1: you you do think they'll be better than a than a play-in team yeah definitely okay i could see that i could see that i i of course would love them to go far um because like i said for whatever reason warriors and celtics games um are always really good it's like an underrated mm-hmm. to me matchup um because they're they're always really good but yeah i mean i think probably still it's the bucks or the nets to come out the east like if we're being yeah. real like sometimes you know people say miami and i think it might be and then i don't no, they're like kind of like up and down too. I mean, mm-hmm. they're not like a 500 team, but like sometimes they look like a powerhouse and they're like, and then other times you're like, what, what's going on? So, yeah, sure. um, I'm not really sure what to think about them. And Kyle Lowry looks to be struggling a little bit this year or may not struggling inconsistent this year more mm-hmm. a little more so than normal, I think. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure what to think about the heat and I don't know if there's any other sleepers in the east that I'm missing I don't think so
0: Chicago you can't sleep on Chicago they look legit if everybody's I know they've had all the COVID cetera, cetera, but like they do they
1: do yeah I think Chicago's better than people are giving them credit for I think they're like a real team and it's, it's it's remarkable because they've lost some of their guys for the season who like what would they even be if they had all their full complement of players? So exactly, mm-hmm. um, the Cavs are an unexpected surprise, huh? Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Right? I was not expecting that. Yeah. They have good. you
1: have you had the chance to watch any of their games this
0: season? I haven't seen too many of the games to be honest. I, I of course I watched the games uh, where they faced the Celtics, where they look good there. Uh, but I know the the team that they have just in terms of the moves they're able to get, Jared Allen. Um, i am I forgetting the guy's name that just came from Chicago? But uh, Darius Garland, the different players that they have, they have a lot of uh, great young talent. I know they lost Sexton for the season, but just the pieces that they have, Kevin Love is a veteran. I, I really like what they are doing this year.
1: Yeah, there, um, Rubio came in there, and uh, I think everyone mm-hmm. thought Rubio was going to be like a... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? A buyout. I think people thought he was going to be a buyout candidate, and okay. it's like, no, we're good. He's he's not going yeah. anywhere. And then they got. It looks like they may have the rookie of the year. So um, they're pretty they're pretty impressive. I think that's like a, a neat story for the East. And you know, it's interesting because everyone like for a while, even I was looking at the East. I'm like, oh, the East is like really deep. But now it seems like some of the teams that may have started hot are like leveling off and it's like okay yeah. maybe they're not as deep as i thought. So um you're right. Like outside of the top 2, maybe the Sixers. I mean, they I don't I don't I don't know about them either. Like I don't think that they're coming out without Ben. Um but they seem to still they appear to still be a really good team mm-hmm. even though he's not playing. So they could maybe end up in the top 4, but i think the clear top 2 in the east are the Bucks and the Nets not necessarily in that order? And then I think the other teams, like, I think y'all are close. So, you Mm -hmm. know, depending Mm -hmm. on matchups, like you're right, you could end up like getting to the East Conference Finals or whatever. I think I agree with that in full. Mm -hmm. And what about the West? What are your thoughts on the West?
0: oh man uh the west if it, it has to be a conference finals of uh phoenix and golden state like if, if we don't see that really. as a basketball fan i'm gonna yeah it, it has to be like oh so
1: you don't you don't believe in the lakers i mean i know the, the whole celtics lakers rivalry but you don't the, believe in the them thing
0: anymore. with like i've been saying like on Twitter the whole time like even though they've been struggling like number one i can't count out lebron like as long as they make the playoffs lebron can go crazy in the playoffs so like i i, I can't count him out uh and there's going to be some point in this season where they go on like some type of stretch where they win like 12 out of 13 games and everybody forgets that they struggle i think that's still going to happen at some point maybe they'll make some trades you know by the deadline not sure what they can really do but i just feel like eventually at some point everything's going to click where everybody remembers that you know they're still one of the top teams in the west too
1: Now, let me ask that question. Is that solely based on LeBron or do you really think that they have the potential to be a good good team? So what I mean by that is like I know that no one wants to count out LeBron or say like it's not possible. So even sometimes when you're looking at things, you're like, you really should have never thought this because like on its face, it's not. But because it's Mm -hmm. him, you're just like, well, maybe is it that or do you really think like these pieces that they have can really be a good team?
0: I think it's a combination of both. Like the roster itself is decent. Obviously, Anthony Davis, he has to man up and be better. You know, Westbrook, he's been coming along better. You know, started off the season struggling, but he's been looking better as well. You know, you have some decent veterans and mellow off the bench, but really, I. If you look at the history with LeBron, as long as he's been healthy, we've seen what he's been able to do all these years. You know, even when he first got back to the Cavs, I know they made trades to get, uh, you know, Jared Smith, Schumper, Mozgov. They started off this season, you know, I think they were like 20 and 20, something like that. By the second half of the season, they were great. We saw back in 2018, they made trades for Jordan Clarkson, et cetera, et cetera. They became, you know, a great team as well. So as long as LeBron is healthy for the rest of the way through, I, I honestly, I just can't count the Lakers up.
1: Okay, but you think it's going to be a Warriors-Suns-Western Conference matchup? I think but so. Like, I'm leading,
0: I would say right now, I'm like, if they're healthy, probably that's like, a, I'm at least 80% sure of that. And I hope that's what we get. The only other teams I could even potentially see in that spot, Utah, maybe, you know, they look great in the regular season. You know, that's another thing in the playoffs. So I don't know about that. But those are the only other teams outside of uh, Phoenix and Golden State maybe the lakers in utah i still have to put them in that conversation too okay okay that's
1: all fair i don't believe in utah i don't care what anyone tells me yeah i don't i don't believe in them they don't have that guy like you you need a you need one of those guys and they don't have it so it's also why i ultimately don't believe in the Suns. i mean i think they're a great team but you know Devin Booker is their best player and he's, Devin Booker's great. So I don't mean it like that, but I don't even know if we're counting Devin Booker yet still as a top 10 guy. So, um, I'm not sure. I didn't, you know, but we know who the first five are and Kawhi's out right now, but mm-hmm. if you add in Kawhi, we know who the first six are. So then it's like, mm-hmm. after that, you're talking about like, Is Anthony Davis still in there? Will he be in there after this season? Harden is another one, right? If you included them, that would be like about eight guys. I don't know where people are going to rank Luca after this year, because his honeymoon seems to be over. You have like (laughs) Trey Young who are stepping up. You know, Paul George is having a good season too. Um, So I just don't know. It's kind of hard. Like, I mean... If Booker mm-hmm. was in that, you have Embiid still. I didn't mm-hmm. even say him. So I don't know. I think, I think Booker, I think um, Devin Booker, yeah, I think he's a top 15 player, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. Where he falls in that, that 11 through 15, I'm not sure, but I don't know if I quite have him top 10 yet. So that's your best guy in that series versus um, the Warriors who have Steph, right? I always look at who the best player is in the series, like first. Yeah. And then, you know, both have like a really good team, but I, you know, I always look like who has the best player on the floor. Mm-hmm. And, and, and sometimes those players, you know, bounce like offset each other, right? Like if it's a Kawhi on the other side, if it's a Bron, if it's a Giannis, if it's one of those guys, then fine. But if you're not in that tier, um, then I, I, I usually give the advantage to the guy, um, the team that has that guy. And Utah does mm-hmm. not have that guy. and the suns the suns don't either so but i would like to play them because their fans have gotten a little out of hand now they're really feeling themselves and so i want to play them i do i do i would like to see that um well yeah no i think that's it i'm just trying to make sure there's nothing else i want to ask you because like i said there's there's a lot going on with the celtics and i Mm. i I think they're a really fun team, but you know, like the comments that Marcus Smart made earlier in the season when they were losing, like, was that an issue for you or did you like him calling out the guys like that?
0: I don't think I had a problem with the, of what he said. It's the fact that I don't think that was really necessary publicly, because first off, I don't think we really heard Tatum and Jalen necessarily being receptive to that. I think they kind of just brushed it off and they basically said that, you know, you could have kept that in-house. If there's things to address, you know, sometimes you have to be public with it. But in that case, I don't really think you need to say that publicly. Just keep that, you know, between you guys and just move on from there. Do you think Tatum is a good leader for the
1: team? I've never heard anything bad about him, but I mean, and maybe leader isn't even the right word, but I mean, if he's your best player, do you think you guys Mm -hmm. can win it all? Or is he a number two? Masquerading as a number
0: one? I would say Tatum has top 10 player capability. So, right now, if I were to rank him, he's somewhere he's always been, or like the past couple of years, been like in that 12 to 15 range. So, similar like you're mentioning with Devin Booker, he's somewhere in that range, right? But I believe that, you know, we've seen him drop 60 points. We've seen what he's done, you know, um, the playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. He has that potential, in my opinion, to be somewhere in that, you know, top five to top 10 range. So if he ever gets to that, then, yeah, we, we'd have the potential to win a championship. Jalen, on the other hand, is more so maybe I'd say 15 to 20 or so is probably his cap. But, yeah, with Tatum, definitely I'd say uh, up to top 10. Okay. That's fair.
1: So is, is there anything I should be surprised about? Because I mean, people are always talking about our interior defense and it's gonna bring us down, hasn't brought us down yet. But um, you guys have Williams, right? That's what's his first name again. Um we got two Williams, Robert and Grant. Robert, there you go. Um, <laughs> you know so he's been like I was just seeing there grabbing boards and just doing a lot he does a lot and I'm like this guy's gonna annoy me during the game I know <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he's gonna be grabbing boards from Looney Looney can't even jump and lift himself good lord but you know what? he won us a game in Indiana so I
0: saw that yeah
1: <laughs> and, and so I said no slander of Looney for the rest of this road trip so I'm not gonna <laughs> get on Looney but I mean Robert Williams has been pretty good for you guys you know um i i i don't know i could be wrong but i see him playing a role like a part in this game because um you know the we honestly we haven't been having that much trouble with like teams that have like bigs because even though people were going on and on about the sons in that game like when Aiden was like eating inside they were just feeding him we went on a run during that time. So like, I, you know, and we're actually a really good rebounding team. We do it like mm-hmm. collectively, but we're a good rebounding team. But the last couple of games like Sabonis was getting us and mm-hmm. who did we play right before that? Um it's escaping me, but whatever team we just played, and I remember I was getting really annoyed because I'm just like this guy keeps getting all the rebounds. So it, I'm a, I, I'm I'm curious to see what's gonna happen with um, Robert Williams. I think Tatum is gonna. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking it's Tatum just because of what he did last time, but maybe this time it's Jalen's turn. I don't know. You remember a couple mm. of years ago, him and Steph had that little like back and forth. We, on the floor. Uh, I yeah, I remember.
0: Yeah,
1: right. Mm. So yeah. I mean, I like that they don't back down, but, um, you know, I don't know if it's going to be a jailing game, have like what I've noticed with the Celtics, like, I don't feel like they've worked out like when they close. Right. Cause like if Jalen has it going, I see like Tatum coming to close when he's cold and that doesn't make sense to me. Um, mm-hmm. why doesn't Jalen just get to close if he's been hot all game? Um, yeah. and have they figured that out yet so far for the season?
0: With that, I think primarily, you know, if you're just thinking of the overall aspect of having the uh, the ball in the best player's hands, usually it's going to take him down the stretch depending on what we're running, you know even let's when say if we have old all game does that make? I've sense? seen it. I've honestly seen it, even if he's not having a great game, you know, the, the only, one of the criticisms of Tatum is that like his shot selection, you know, for the most part, he shoots the ball well, but like he takes bad shots, he takes step backs over three guys. Is, yeah. so, overall awesome like even if he's selection. had election
1: i mean yeah do you think it's improved or not? because i watch games sometimes i'm just like why is he doing this and it like drives me crazy
0: it definitely has improved i think the funny thing is like his first season in the league like he was a great shooter uh he, he wasn't obviously the go-to guy on the team you know that's when he had Kyrie. his second year uh really after he was filling himself after you know he uh dropped, like, 18 points per game in the playoffs, uh, you know, was facing the Cavs, et cetera, et cetera. That's when we really started to see, like, the bad shot taking. I think, his second year in the league. After that, it calmed down a bit, uh, you know, by a certain fourth season, he was taking better shots. You still see traits of it, uh, you know, from here and there where sometimes, yeah, he takes a lot of bad, contested fadeaway shots, but for the most part, I say he's under control now.
1: Okay. So they like to go to him to close no matter what because he's the perceived best player on the team I still think that's up for debate but um so one of them are gonna go off I don't like I said I don't know if it's Jalen's night but I mean I think teams always like step up to play the Warriors and Mm -hmm. is that a national TV game let me check I don't remember probably is we have a lot of those so I mean in terms of like I'm just trying to think about the matchup. Is there anything else that you think? Like I said, Robin, Robert Williams to me, I feel like he could possibly be an X factor because of the rebounds, but outside of that, I I you know, I mean, Marcus Smart can be a little bit of a pesky defender, so I wouldn't I wouldn't ignore that. But outside of that, I I'm, I'm not seeing anything about the the Celtics that worries me too much um do you know like where their offense and defense is rated i didn't get to look it up before i started the the show today i would
0: have to check the stats i'm not sure what it is as of today like i know for a while like our defense was in the top five recently i'm not sure what it's down to now because you know our west coast road trip was terrible where teams are scoring a million points in it so i don't know what that is right now our offensive rating i'm pretty sure it hasn't been that great it's been like maybe you know 15 20 ish but don't know the exact stats though but you guys
1: have worked your way up into maybe being like a top 10 defense for a little bit of yeah. the season. Exactly, yeah. So you can play defense, which I know that. Like, that doesn't um, surprise me. So what, like, is there anything that concerns you about like the matchup, like playing us uh, this week? You know, Steph has been in a slump. So at some point he's come yeah. out of it. I would love it if it's uh, um, <laughs> on Friday. I'm sure you wouldn't, but I'm I'm curious to know.
0: That's the funny, that's exactly what I was talking to one of my boys. I'm like, yeah, Steph has been in a slump recently. So if he doesn't go off against uh, the Raptors, then it's going to be against us. So I'm hoping, let him cook against the Raptors, but I don't want him to to destroy us. But yeah, I I remember last year, I I don't remember how many points uh, Steph scored in the game uh, in Boston last year, but he absolutely went crazy in that game. So that's, you always got to worry about Steph. Jordan Poole is my guy, so I, I'm assuming uh, Poole is going to go off as well. He's your you guy? Is
1: that?
0: Yeah, I, I love Jordan Poole. Oh, you're a Jordan, Jordan Poole yeah. fan? Okay. I'm a Jordan Poole fan. Yeah. So, yeah, outside of Steph, you know, just having to worry about Poole. Uh, and you guys have great role players as well that can hit the three-point shot. Porter, Violeta, so, yeah. Were
1: you um, a fan of Poole before he came to the league, or you just, like, saw him on the Warriors and kind of liked him?
0: The reason, what I like, because uh, I even talked about on um, my, my podcast the other day, uh, similar to Cameron Payne, where, you know, Cameron Payne, for example, wasn't great for the mo- majority of his career, and now he's been hooping with his Suns. Jordan Poole, I know his first year, he was terrible that year. He shot like 30% from the field uh, as a rookie, but then, you know, the season after, he improved, and now this year, he's dropping like 18 points per game. So, I love when players, you know, if they start off struggling, but then they're finally able to, you know, find their feet in the NBA, I love seeing that.
1: Okay. Yeah. It's a national TV game on ESPN. So I already know everyone's going to be amped up for the game. Um, oh, that's nice. You like pool. <laughs> I like when people like our players, we have our little pool, our pool party thing that we say about him. So okay, <laughs> <laughs> when he gets going, we're like, Oh, it's a pool party. So yeah, he's been, he's been amazing for us. Like that was like a, one of the best things to come out of the two years of like, you know, just all the injuries and everything we dealt with. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a good game. Um, tell us the name of your uh, a pod so my listeners know to check it out.
0: Oh, no problem. So I just started about like a week ago. So it's called the Step Back J podcast on YouTube. So Step Back and then J-A-Y because I go by N-J. So Step Back J-A-Y.
1: Okay, because yeah, I was just like, I didn't know you had a podcast. And I'm like, have I missed this all this time? So I, I definitely
0: just started it. Just started it.
1: Okay. And what made you decide to, to
0: do that? I think this honestly, my wife was really encouraging me. Uh, you know, I've been watching basketball my entire life. And you see me on Twitter, you know, that's all I talk about pretty much 99% of my tweets are about ball. So I'm like, let me just turn it into videos, you know, just talk about ball. So that's why I decided to do it.
1: Okay, and so is it just on YouTube? Is it a um video pod
0: only, or do you have it like anywhere else? Video pod for now. I don't know if I'm gonna like, you know translate to like Spotify and things like that down the road, but right now it's just uh, on YouTube okay,
1: okay, definitely um send me that link um on Twitter so I can subscribe sure. and um and is it a solo pod? or are you with someone on there?
0: A solo for now, I'm doing solo okay. And is it focus on the Celtics or the NBA at large? pretty much everything, like uh, some conversation going to be, you know, how the Celtics are doing, but like, yeah, I talk about pretty much everything. I just talked about the Warriors and Suns, who I think is, you know, the king of the West, and that was my last video, and my first video, I was talking about how the Celtics have been doing so far, so I'm going to be talking about a bunch of different teams.
1: Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, I mean, guys, definitely check out NJ. Um, as you can see, you know, the vibes, like, he's cool, he's just, you know, so opposite of me. I'm so... <laughs> passionate and (laughs) excitable and many things so um definitely definitely thank you for joining me today and coming on and and giving me your thoughts and uh hopefully we get the w i know you you want it but i i would like our (laughs) i hope we get a good game but we get the win and i know you want the win so we both want the same things but listen go subscribe to to nj's podcast check it out and give him a follow if you're not following him because you know that you're going to be getting at least objective takes because he's not too you know he's as you heard he's pretty realistic about his C's. um nj thank you for joining me thank you for being on is there anything else that you um want to let us know about before you go i know that you have music
0: right yeah, yeah, I just dropped uh, my latest album, I think November 12th, called Man on a Mission. It's available everywhere Spotify, Apple Music, pretty much everywhere. So, you guys uh, just go listen to that as well. And, like I said, I got the YouTube channel. So, yeah, just go like, subscribe, and support.
1: No doubt, no doubt. All right, everyone, I hope you enjoy this episode of All That. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, follow on any streaming platform, rate, review five-star reviews, um, give me your comments, your feedback, all of that. It is, it's really welcome. And it helps me out as a content creator. Um, until next time, guys, take care.